podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Day trippers, I'm James, and joining me tonight we have Gav, Ray, and Steve. So, uh, Gav, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just about over Tuesday night, just about. Ray, how about you? Yeah, feel the same. Really, took uh, took a bit of time to get that out of my system. Mm. What about you, Steve? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I watched the back there this evening actually. Going home from work, so yeah, not too bad at all. Fair play. Right, to, to get us kicked off, um, let's let's go back to the beginning. Um, team selection. Um, what do we let's start with you, uh, Ray. What did you think of the team to, to start with that uh, top put out? I, I was quite surprised there wasn't more changes, to be honest with you. I think I mentioned um, last week on, on, on the pods, you know, I was trying to think about how many players would play all three games. And then after seeing that team, it was starting to become clear that there was quite a lot of players that, that were lining up to play all three games. So I, I personally would have possibly rotated a little bit. I was surprised not to see the Ox play. Um, I think the back four kind of picked itself. I know hindsight is great, you know, mm. given what given what Moreno had been through on the home front, I thought... Um, you know, maybe that that was a, that was one that could have gone either way. Maybe you would have played um, Milner in there, but yeah, I, it was just it was just the fact that that it, there wasn't as much rotation as I thought, to be honest. Yeah, I suppose I'd agree with that as well. And yeah, I completely forgotten about the whole thing with um, Moreno's wife just having a kid the other day. So um, yeah, like would it maybe have been an opportunity for even Robertson to come in like who you know we've bought him but uh, we don't seem to be playing him that often so yeah um what about you Gav what did you think of the team selection um I wasn't surprised by um I was happy to see Gomez back in a rifle um Carius was always going to start he's the Champions League goalkeeper more for me it was the way we were going to set up rather than the personnel um when I looked at it I was hoping against hope that when Alden and Henderson would stick together in, in the middle of midfield rather than this kind of staggered play with Coutinho in, in around there and uh, the front three the front three picked itself but um, no the, the lineup was fine it was just it was more the way we were going to line up that I, that I was more interested in you know yeah and what about you Steve 
how did you uh, find it? I was <clears throat> sorry. I was fairly happy about it. Um, it was you kind of have to go as strong as possible, thinking of the fact that we win or we win on Tuesday night, and then the Spartak game becomes nothing, and you can play another twenty-three team, so you can rotate for that. So it, it actually worked out very well. I thought it was going to work out well. Uh, you had to play your strongest team. The gap between uh, Seville and Chelsea was fine. Like it made sense to pick that thing. Yeah, I suppose. And you know, getting away from the. So we're we're all pre- pretty happy with team selection. And um, in fairness, you know, we couldn't have got off to a better start. Um, we actually scored from a corner. Oh my god! So uh, going back to you, Steve, <laughs> what did you think about the fact that you know we 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 actually managed a set piece where we scored? It was uh, for me. It was a real turn up for the books and. Uh, you know, it was great to get off to such a flyer. Yeah, it actually looked like going on, it was the second goal was identical. Mm. It looked like something that we'd worked on in training where we looked to expose it. It was like the old 2001 corner, the lads that remember that, the Gary Mack corner to yeah. give you for a flick on. It was identical, as I said, the two goals were identical. It was the first touch, near post flick on, man come round the back for a tap in. Yeah. It, it, it's so simple, but yeah, so effective as well. Seville didn't know what was going on. Uh, they look worse defending corners than we do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and Ray, what was your view of it? Obviously, you know, brilliant header by um, by Firmino. Like, you know, um, uh, you, you, he, he was where he was supposed to be. Like, I know, especially people in our WhatsApp group have, have quite a bit to say about Firmino, yeah, uh, but yeah, you can't argue with his record in the Champions League, four and five. It's yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I, I was acting when I seen that that you know that that um, stat come up. I, I was I I sort of hadn't realised that he had sort of um, he'd been so sort of prolific in in the Champions League. It, it sort of um, passed me by a little bit. I mean, it was a great it was a great finish. I mean. You know, you're right. They were sort of identical goals. You know, the flick on um, for the first one by by Wijnaldum and and Firmino. He's just he's just you know waiting there to to put it in. Bit of a poacher's goal. Um, I mean, you know, we couldn't have we couldn't have got off to a better start, could we? You know, two minutes in and and and, and you've got your first goal and you're off and running. Exactly, and um, you know, Gav, what 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 do you think of the the first goal yourself? Like. Um, it caught me a bit by surprise, but I think the lads are right. I think it's something that looks rehearsed at this stage. Mm. Um, the ball to the near post, if you don't get a clean head on at goal, somebody is obviously being given the job that you peel off at the back post all the time. Um, the first one was Firmino. The second one after, what, 20-odd minutes was it, was, was Mane. The header by Mane is unbelievable when you look at it back. His body is in all the wrong shape, but he managed to nearly curl a header into the far corner. Um, but... Aside, you'll probably touch on this, but aside from that, um, we looked a bit, we looked a bit all over the place, but we seemed to, you know, capitalise on the mayhem that was going on. But yeah, well, was I, 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 I was, I was going to get to that. Like, you know, um, we were very lucky. I think, um, you know, with Sevilla had a couple of chances when they really ripped us apart, and you know, um, as much as I've enjoyed seeing Gomez, I thought he got skinned quite a few times, and. 
was a bit naive and he, he let his man run past him a couple of times and we were very lucky um, and they seemed to be you know um, going at uh, kind of pinpoint him as well so uh, Ray would you what did you think of you know overall I thought Gomez played well but I just thought you could just see he's not a natural right back and he was definitely exposed a couple of times yeah, I think we touched on it before. It, it does happen, and and you know it's kind of part of his sort of learning process, I guess. That I mean that period in between the first and the second goal. I mean, you know, we we were for for a five minute period there. We were we were sort of we were just we just seemed to be out on our feet. It, it was almost like a, a a boxing match where you know someone had sort of you know landed a tell and blow, and we were just staggering around for, for for a good sort of five minutes there it was it was pretty uh it was it, it felt like the goal was coming for Seville and, and somehow we, we we managed to keep them out um obviously there's there's there's, there's the save in, in amongst all that from Carius which was a phenomenal save and then there was another chance just after that where you, you thought Lovren's just going to put this in the back of his net, and he and he didn't somehow. So we kind of escaped from 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 all that mayhem, and and then obviously we go and score the second goal. You know. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. There, there really was mayhem. Like, uh, and you know, as, as we said, there was every chance that we could have conceded, and we were extremely lucky. And that save by Carius, and um, was moving on to Carius. Um, Gav, what I thought he was outstanding. Um, I thought he, he you couldn't fault him for any of the. Well, we'll get, we'll get to the second half, but overall, I thought he, he brilliant performance. His distribution was fantastic and so quick, and um, just everything you wanted. I thought in the keeper last night. You know, I saw lots of people going on about calling for Ward to come back in, but I don't think I couldn't see what Carius did wrong last night. To be honest, no, the the, the save he makes um, when Gomez is torn. Yeah. Is um is is really good and then he's back up and it comes off the post. Now he's fortunate it comes straight back to him, but he's up and he's ready for it. Um the one where the where the, the guy goes clean through and puts a pass him. I think you have to give a bit of credit to him as well because he's out really, really quick to that guy. Yeah. And um makes him rush a little bit and, and tightens that angle. Um Lover does well to, to have his bearings to know not to go near it. It's going just wide. He, he does well on that. But I, like you touch on Gomez and, and stuff like that, but it all comes from the midfield. And for me, watching the, that period that Ray speaks about, yeah. Coutinho, Coutinho wasn't doing anything going backwards. Um, and when Alden seemed to be caught between two steals, was he be, was he with Henderson? Was he just ahead of Henderson? And what happened at Anfield um, happened again the other night where their players, their forward players were picking up these gaps either side of Henderson and, and playing around them and opening Liverpool up. Um, but look, we got through it. Um, we get 2-0 and, and we're flying, you know, but the signs were there from early on. They really were. Yeah, I suppose, uh, yeah, that was one of the things that, you know, our, our, our midfield last night, it was it was just, it wasn't good. Um, there was there was no Henderson, like, kept flying in with tackles, but kept missing them. And then, you know, he, he just, for someone who's supposed to be a leader on the pitch, it was just, for me personally, I was a disappointing yeah, performance from him. I don't know what, what you thought, Steve. Yeah, it was disappointing, Henderson. Like, um, looking online, a lot of the um, anger and blame seemed to be directed towards Moreno. And yeah, in fairness, he had a 15-minute 
brain fart before he was taken off. But as Gav said, a lot of it came from the midfield. Fullbacks didn't seem to get any protection whatsoever. Mm. As I said, watch the back this evening. Um, and like for all the fact that we were 3 0 up at half time, we didn't play well. We did not play well in that first half whatsoever. Seville controlled the whole game. We were just a, a little bit more clinical. Um, but in saying that, if we'd have been properly clinical, we could have been five, six up at half time. Yeah. With the chances we missed. Um, as Gav said there, just to go back to Carrius, Carrius makes two wonderful saves in the match that actually, in hindsight, get us a point. Uh, the one of the first half and the one of the second half as well, where he comes out quick, saves it and hits the bar. Um, and then there's that moment where he comes out for the chance that the man puts just wide, yeah. where he actually does close down the angles. Really, really good goalkeeper. It might go unnoticed. Mm. Um, but the difference between that and Mignolet is night and day. Yeah. Um, looking yeah. at the midfield as well, Henderson was absolutely awful. It was just one of those days where nothing went right, couldn't win a tackle. Seville just played around him because he was left exposed. So as bad as Henderson was, he was left exposed by the system because he had no protection. It was the game, perfect game, to have two sitting deep and one, one in Coutinho playing ahead. But yeah. it was just, it, there was no shape in the midfield. There was no, it was like the bad old days when, when things go wrong, things go very, very wrong. Like Yeah. James. Yeah. Just 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 one more thing on that. Um, we watched Liverpool away to West Ham a couple of weeks ago and we quite deliberately sat two fellas right in front of the back four. Yeah. And yeah. <clears throat> there's two reasons for that. Um, one, you keep it a nice solid midfield and you, you, you're nearly... Lanzini was the man they were going to, to nullify that day because he's the most creative player. And two, it protects the two guys behind them who need protection. And I, I stand by the point I've made on numerous occasions. We don't have a midfield player that can anchor a midfield on his own. And it doesn't matter what two you put in front of him, whether it's, and if it's Henderson, Jan, whoever it is, we don't have a player that can do it on his own. And we can't, even if he does his utmost, you can't, even if he gets exposed a little bit, you can't trust the two guys behind him. So I was shocked to see Wijnaldum that 10 yards ahead of Henderson and Coutinho probably another five yards on top of that. And to me, it was a little, it was a little bit naive. I think it was a little bit naive for an away game in Europe to go in with that sort of system, you know? And do you, th- and do you think that was due to Klopp or was that due to the players deciding what way or what, what would you what would you think about that? Like, did, did, did the manager get it wrong? I think he did because I think you could see from the very beginning, like, like if you watch the tip-off against West Ham, when we tip off, these two lads are stuck in a line straight, straight from each other, you know, parallel each other on the pitch and they're there and they don't move away from that. And when you watch the night when the game tips off, Wijnaldum moves forward, Coutinho moves forward, and Henderson is left there. And he just hasn't... I, I think he's got criticism for the other night, and probably, you know, it's valid. But it's a bit over the top when you consider that. The way we play, he is not a, a guy to anchor the midfield on his own. It's just as simple as that. He's too easy to play around. Where if you had somebody beside him, like Wijnaldum coming back that 10 yards and sitting there, even if Henderson goes into a tackle and it breaks... When Alden is there, but when you watch when the ball breaks, when Alden's nearly ahead of the ball nine times out of ten, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, that's very true. And I suppose the, the thing I'd say on Henderson is like, I don't think he got anywhere near much as 
criticism at Moreno and you know whereas you could say like some of his some of his play was abysmal last night uh, on Tuesday night like you know um, he, the only thing with that James is sorry the thing with yeah. that is as Gav said he's not uh, Mascarano or yeah. Amamo Sissoko or uh, and the Kante the, the do you know what I mean he's not he's not that one man wrecking ball where yeah. he can be everywhere on the pitch he's, he's very good at doing simple thing where he can get the ball dictate so it made perfect sense to try and play the two sitting as we did against West Ham as we did against other teams since the Spurs game Yeah. No, but for no. some strange reason it's like we just abandoned it and it was the perfect game for it yeah, it was no. just very very odd decision yeah, no, I, I agree. I, it, it does seem, you know, we've been getting results with that formation. Um, you know, we were unbeaten in, what was it, three? So, you know, to, to, to change the shape. And obviously, you know, the the manager could say at half time, you know, we were 3-0 up, so he's been justified. But as we know, the second half goal. But let's, let's not get to the negative yet. Let's let's talk about that third goal. Because uh, I, I just love... Um, what Firmino does to score that. It's just like the, the, the no look and then he then he bangs it in the net. But just just the arrogance and uh it just I thought he was on fire in the first half. He was just he was the player, you know, everyone is when, you know, Firmino is on it and he was on it last night, he is just a joy to watch and he was making he was pulling those defenders left and right and uh Ray, what what did you think of Firmino in the first half? Yeah, I mean, he, he should have had a hat trick, really, shouldn't he? I mean, he he, he had a one on one with the keeper, which he uh, which he didn't put away, and um, you know, would have been you know would have been a well deserved hat trick, really. I mean, the no look finish, I, I missed it actually. It was a, it was my missus <laughs> who, who copped onto it. I <laughs> she shouts me back. I just got off. I've just gone into the kitchen. She shouts me back, and I I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Sort of thing. It was just. Um, it was just fantastic, you know. The arrogance of it was um, was brilliant. Uh, it, you know, put a real smile on my face. Absolutely, and you know, it was just. Uh, I suppose, uh, Gav, what what was your view of it? You know, it's just it, as as we say, that's the Firmino we want to see all the time. Well, the first thing about it is, um, I think that just showed the madness of the first half. Like, you know, one ball from one sixty. 60 odd yard ball and man is away you know with no cover behind them mm. it was a real it was like five it was like five aside football at times he gets away and you know he's right to shoot he's in a position to shoot but i like the way Firmino's there and he's on top of it and he's knocking it in you know that's one thing you want your striker doing as much as he gets grief for not being a goal guard he's in the right spot and he's 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 putting it away the no look finish is just brilliant i just laughed my head off when i seen it um but uh that should be that should be game game over dead and buried done you get to half time with that score and it should be there should be no even talk after that you know yeah so uh, there's, there's no there's, we can't put it off any longer so Steve I'm going to start with you second half we start really slow and sluggish and Sevilla are lightning out of the blocks they are a different team to the team we saw in the first half and I was just like you could just see we, we just we were not as confident or anything as we'd been in the first half so what what was your view on it as as I said a few minutes ago we didn't play well in the first half mm-hmm. it was the fact that we were training it up at half time um, Seville did come out as a different side but the difference was they dropped Benega back 
10 yards to give him the space because he wasn't going to be closed down because yeah. he was playing between the gap and Firmino. They basically, their shape dictated the way we play for the second half. So Benega drops back and turns into like an old and Pirlo. And he was like, honestly, Benega was unbelievable for the first 20 minutes of the second half. But it was the lack of intensity that we came out with. That we thought it was as if we came out of ground, three 0 up, that's it, game done. Yeah. Without it was it was always a matter of getting through the first fifteen minutes. Everyone in their bloody granny knew that's a bit we're going to come out fast and hard, fifteen minutes. And it was literally just a matter of like, dig in. We see the first fifteen minutes through, and we probably go on and win the game, maybe four or five now. Yeah. But oh. we lost our heads. Yeah. Seville came out. We dropped back ten yards. We dropped 10 yards deeper and we invited them onto us. Exactly. And, you know, it all started with that Moreno gave away a really silly free kick. Um, he had no need, you know, the guy was going away from goal. He he lunges in him and he pushes him. You know, he's giving the ref nowhere to go with that one. And it was just like, oh, as soon as I saw that. So, um, Gav, what was, what was your view as soon as... Uh, Moreno gave away that free kick. Did you fear for us? Um, I always fear for us when we give away a free kick, no matter where it is <laughs> on the pitch. Um, but just going back to something Steve said there, the way we came out, no intensity and yeah. for 15 minutes, and you do know that. Look, Sevilla are a good side, you know. Um, I don't think we are we are brilliant in the first half, but we took our chances. They didn't take theirs, you know, as 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 bad as or as you know, not bad as we were in the first half, but we weren't the greatest. They were worse. And we took advantage. Um, yeah, I, I'd agree with Steve. The first look, a, a, a team that has people in it that know what they're at, go out there and they say, lads, I, when that clock hits 70, I want it to be 3 0. And we do everything we can. I've no problem with us sitting 10 yards deeper. It means they can't get in around the back of you. But surely somebody looks at Benega and says, right, okay, Firmino, I want you to come off the centre house and sit on him. Sit on him for 20 minutes. You know, hassle him, annoy him. We'll try to yeah. pick up the second ball. And we have the pace there to absolutely crucify them if we do happen to, you know, win the ball back or, or nick it off them. But like like Steve said, we gave them the freedom then to spray passes and, and, and look for things. And we seem to go really flat, you know, yeah. with regards to our pressing and regards to our organisation. Um, we just see the possession stats for the second. Or, or, or we were like yeah. 36% or something. I've never yeah, but... But James, I don't mind that. I don't yeah. mind if we came out with 35% from the second half and we, we won the game 3-1 three, three or 3-0, you know, yeah. done nothing in the second half. Absolutely, it's just, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's this thing that when we came out, like, if we'd have went for them and got caught, you go, all right, we went for them. But we didn't do anything. Yeah. You know, it, it does, if you, you can sit back and you can say, look, we're going to sit back and we're going to neutralise that guy and we're going to make them play wide. Or, or we're going to make them play centrally and we're going to try and nick it off them and we, we only need two or three players up, up, the, up the pitch and we can destroy them. But we've done nothing with it and that, that's what annoyed me the most. But going back to Moreno, yeah, it's a city fell. Stand up and he probably, you know, deals with the situation and it just all goes downhill from there, really does. Yeah, and then like going on to Ray for for the actual free kick, then, you know, um, Moreno actually is, you know, st- standing in and he, he misses the he- the ball as it comes across. Um, so, you know, he's given away the free kick, he's missed the header, and then your man, like, bangs him in the back of the net. Uh, what's their striker? Uh, Vignetta. Yeah. Vignetta. 
yeah exactly so uh yeah yeah so that's that's three one and you, know, you could just see the crowd really got up after that so um ray what did you think of three one well i mean even at three one you know we should we should be able to make some changes and some you know tactical switch to 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 you know, counter what the lads have just been talking about there in terms of what Seville had started to do and what was sort of recognisable. And I guess you can say, you know, then then this is a sustained period where we don't concede another goal until right at the end. So, um, you know, I, I think the switch should have been made earlier. Um, obviously, sort of Moreno's head's gone at that point. Um, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not on the side of the fence, which is 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 going to sort of crucify him. Um, but then, obviously, what he does in terms of cons- conceding the penalty. I mean, look, I, I I you know on the WhatsApp group last night, I was trying to say, you know, the guys dived. I mean, he did go down in instalments. But the bottom line is, you know, the error that he makes and then to just stick the leg out like that is just, you know, it's just a, a cardinal sin, really, isn't it? And it's a it's a sort of it's a typical kind of Moreno um moment that we've all been kind of waiting for. You know, these the, the four games we've had where we've kind of been playing for my mind, teams that haven't really had a go at us for whatever reason. Maybe they just haven't been capable in 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 certain cases, but yeah, he he he, you know, he concedes that penalty, and then kind of it was almost like rubbing salt in the wounds that they scored it twice. You know, <laughs> I mean, that was just that was just ridiculous. And then I from know, then I on, ob- I, I obviously, obviously yeah. he make he makes the subs then, but but at that at that point, there's kind of there's too much damage is being done. Well, I suppose. It's a point I have in general about the way we play. I, I don't see anyone that really is tactically switched on to, you know, even to see see out the game. Like, we don't have anyone who, who seems to go, right, we're going to just, you know, pass it around for a while, calm this down. And fairness to Klopp, I will say, the two substitutions, we did for 20 minutes. We kind of, we stifled them quite a bit. We did we had a chance to make it 4-2 at that stage. So, you know, and we, we fluffed that. Um, but it's just that ability by, by us in general to, to see out a game. It's, it's it's really frustrating. It's, you know, a lot of teams, you know, the Chelsea's and the Man City's and, you know, the Arsenal's, they, they can see out a game. But Liverpool just can't seem to see out a game. And uh, what do you think about that, Steve? Yeah, from watching the back, Seville blew themselves out. Um, after come 70 minutes Seville were out on their feet after we made the two changes bringing on Milner and Chan it worked excellently like we were starting to kill the game and then it was like Seville got a second win for the last five minutes and our heads went again yeah and that was one of the things I noticed I think we in extra time we had a I think it was in the second minute of extra time we had a free kick and we booted straight up the park and I'm like and gave possession back to them, and they came at us again. And it was just like, well, Carrie's Carrie's done it as well twice. Yeah, um, he came brilliantly, claim came and claimed the ball, and tries to kick it out straight away. Kicks it out, fall on the ground, take as long as possible. It's just there's the lack of game intelligence. 
the show on Tuesday night was ridiculous. Like, if uh, taking a heart back to Benitez's side, if if that was in a Benitez side, or you had Carragher playing centre half, and in fairness, like, hands up, you can't blame the centre half for the other night miraculously. But if that was Carragher or Mascarano, they're screaming at the keeper to get on the ground and take their time. Not just try and lump the ball. It doesn't have to be 100 mile an hour football constantly. It's the lack of game intelligence just absolutely drives you madly. Yeah. And Cap, would you would you agree with that? Yeah, the game intelligence can be can go missing at times. Um, but I think like yeah, Moreno has a has a bad 15 minutes or whatever before he's taken off. But like we we spoke about this earlier, the protection he was given. You know, like somebody in that side should be saying to Mane, who's on the left, go and stand beside Moreno, and saying to Coutinho. You're in midfield. I want you to stay kind of over to the left. We're going to block off that avenue for 10 minutes. Give him a rest. Give him a break. Get his head straight. And none of that happened. You know, none of that happened. It was, it's like um, when things start going a bit crazy, the players can sometimes just play their own game rather than helping each other out. You know, that, and that's that's not a slight on the team just in general. It was just something I seen the other night because I like watching games from game to game and, and assessing them. But um, with regards to killing the game, yeah, you need somebody that's going to put their foot on it and just say, look, we're keeping this and we're keeping it. We're keeping it for the next five minutes. It doesn't matter what we do or if we put it down into the, if we have to go a bit longer with it, we're going to make sure it's towards one of our players and he gets hold of it and we, we back it up. With regards to Carrius, um, it's probably just his instinct to try to go long quickly and catch them out. But I'd agree with Steve. You, you take that catch, you, you go down and storm and you lie on the ground, then you get up. And if, if nothing else, your team are set in a shape then. And then Sevilla have to ret- retreat and get into a shape as well. So you're back to square one, and that, that's not that's no bad thing, getting everyone back to square one because you know you've the players' goal side that you need or whatever. But um, you just have to learn from it. You really do. Like, and I know we keep saying that, but you really do. And the manager has to take some blame as well. Um, if we're gonna blame players individually, he can see all this. He makes the two changes. I give him that, and we do do quite well for what twenty odd minutes. Um. But he can see what's going on, and he he should be he should be like instructing players where to be, and and he, not even instructing them, just absolutely fucking giving out to them, you know, winding them up so much that 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 they're on it. They just seem to switch off at times, and it's something we're gonna have to live with because until we change personnel or, or the attitude changes, it's going to be like that. Yeah, I suppose that that brings me on to another point. Is I think you know that was one of the big things for me that was highlighted, our lack of leaders on the pitch. It's just, you know, Henderson is not a leader and we don't really have anything. I think Milner was probably about the only one I saw who was kind of trying to direct things. And just, Ray, what do you, what do you think about that in terms of our just lack of leadership in general on the pitch? Yeah, I mean, when Milner came on, you know, the, the camera went sort of straight onto him and he was, you know, he was trying to give that kind of galvanising message as he come on the pitch as much as anything else. Um, there is let's face it I mean you know we had one man there for so long who 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 could rally the troops and you know since he's um, you know since he's retired um, or moved away from Liverpool as it was initially but since he's left the club um, there's been you know there's been no one there's just been no one to fill that void unfortunately Um, and you know we talk about it a lot you know we talk about you know, where, where, where are we going to find, you know, Henderson is the club captain, 
and it's almost symbolic at this point. You know, we haven't got a strong centre-back. Um, you know, the keeper situation is constantly in flux. Um, I've never been a big fan of having, a, you know, a centre-forward as, as, as my captain. So, like, it's just we're constantly searching for... for, for for that answer and it's you know it's just it's just not it's just not happening is it no it's not so um anyway that was you know we had a brilliant first half an absolute train wreck of a second half but somehow we still managed to get it out with a point which is you know what i would have you know grabbed pulled your arm off if you'd offered me a point at the beginning of the night given Sevilla's record at, at, at home so uh, I suppose just to kind of finish up on on on, um, on the match on Tuesday night, Gav. What's you know obviously we were three 0 up at half time and it's awful, but you know it is it is a point, and it gets us that bit closer to Champions League qualification. Yeah, of course it does. Like you, you can you can take the positives or the negatives out of a lot of it from the other night. Even the first half, three three goals, two good rehearsed corners, but it looks like a good you know a good direct goal as well. Um, there was iffy bits in between. The second half just passed us by. And look, um, you, you you take the point. Um, you don't take the point at half time, but you take the point. You move on. Yeah, we'd like to have Spartak at home in a, in a dead rubber, but um, it might be it might be something that helps Klopp in in kind of putting the players back in their place and saying, look, um, you've messed up there, and this is this is it now. You have to go and do this, you know. But um. I think overall that game, along with other games this season, has shown Klopp where he needs to where he needs to strengthen them. And I hear people saying, Oh, but FSG don't do this and Klopp doesn't do that. Um a fucking blind man can see what's needed and I, I expect some movement on it in January, or I hope so. But you take the point and look, you're going into the last game at home, Anfield, you know, against anybody to, to get a what we need a point. Um and I th- yeah, I, I more than expect us to do it. All right. Let's let's move on. Um, we have a nice easy game on Saturday evening. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We're 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 at home to Chelsea. Um, we know we're you know Conte's a brilliant manager. He'll be well set up. Will be so. Ooh, starting with you, Steve. What what changes, if any? Well, obviously Mignolet is going to come in. God help us. But uh, apart from Mignolet, what changes would you like to see? Or um, are is there any you'd like to see? Um, <clears throat> yeah, there's a few, but not that many actually. Um, obviously, Minulay is going to come back in. A lot depends on whether Matip's fit. He trained tonight. He did train. Okay, yeah. so the chances are it's going to, Matip's going to come back in for Clavin. Yeah. Um, I. It all depends on if there's any knocks or bumps from the other night. It's. I reckon he's probably yeah. going to go the same. I, he's, I can't really see him making too many changes, bar two, one definite, yeah. and then Matt, fitness dependent. Apart from that, I'd say he's probably going to go the same. I wouldn't, but for the reason why Klopp is Liverpool manager and I'm not. Would, would you think uh, any chance of Robertson coming in from Moreno? No, I don't. I, as I said, Moreno had a brain fart for 15 minutes, which he was always liable to do. But he's been our most consistent defender this yeah. season. Up until from minute 45 to minute 60, you don't know. Apart from that, he's been, he hasn't been a fault all season. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it'd be more than likely, I think it'd be more likely that 
he would rest Moreno and bring Robertson in for Stoke during the week. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ray, what would you do? Yeah, the only thing I'd add on Moreno is obviously it's well publicised. You know, he's he's become a father, and, and and as someone who was in that position not that long ago, like it, it you know, it's a very sort of you're you're in a bit of a spin really in terms of your personal sort of life. So, you know, I would expect Klopp to kind of be mindful of that. You know, he you know we've seen how he is with how he's been with Lovren in the past. So he will take into account. What his heads, you know, where where his heads at? I I wouldn't, you know, be too sort of upset to see Milner or Robinson in, in a left back, and that's not because you know I'm sort of slaying Moreno. So so kind of look out for that potentially as as happening at the weekend. Um, you know, I I think the fact that he didn't start Chan, I think there's a good chance he starts Chan on um, Saturday. Chan didn't um, train. Chan didn't train today. Well, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, there was no um, pictures of Chan in. Um, this was on the Echo, so I'm not just taking some random person on Twitter. This was on the Echo site. They said that Chan was the one player that did not train. Um, so, what about Lalana? I yeah, I mean, it's it, 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 it's it's he's kind of been on the on the cusp of coming back into the side, hasn't he, for the last couple of games? Um, it's a, I mean, it's a very big game to throw someone you know back in straight from the off. I guess if he is going to play him, he'll probably play him with a view of playing him for sixty and then bringing maybe the likes of the Ox on or someone like that. But um, yeah, if if his if his training has gone gone to plan, yeah, why, why wouldn't you? Consider Lalana as um, just to freshen it up and 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 give us give us something different, you know. Yeah, and Gav, what about you? What what would you do just to? Um, if it was me, I think Mignolet comes back in. I think if Matip is is available, I think he comes in for Clavin. Uh, I say Gomez stays where he is. Um, I probably would leave Moreno out, and not because of the other night, because this this whole Moreno argument frustrates me because. You know, for a year or so, people said he was finished at the club and he had no future. I said it as well. I'll be honest with you. Um, I've been completely shown up to be wrong because last season he, he wasn't getting a look in. Um, it looked like he was on his way out and he's managed to turn it around and fair play to him. But the problem Moreno has is that if he's 25 good games and he has one bad game, everyone's just going to go back to, oh, oh, there's the normal Moreno back. Even if he was good for a year, you know, and you'd have to worry about his Liverpool career if if... If that's the way it's going to be, no matter how well he plays for how long, people are waiting for one mistake so they can nearly prove prove themselves right, you know. Um, Moreno, yeah, I'd put Robertson in um, and give him a run. Um, midfield is interesting. I think the front three will pick themselves as usual. I think you might go with the same midfield three, being honest with you. Um, but I think you might see them starting beside each other rather than this staggered three that we seem to go out with with the odd time especially with the likes of Kante back for for um, Chelsea and stuff but no Matip, Matip and Robertson in and I think from there on in it might be the same OK right let's let's wrap this up then Gav prediction uh, one all draw one all draw Ray 
Well, look, I've, I mean, I've just flown back. Um, I've just flown back tonight to go to the game on um, Saturday, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stay positive. Well, you, you know, if you lose, you're banned from going to Anfield. <laughs> that, that is the day trippers' rule, as you well know. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm gonna go for a two-one, but I'll leave you with this thought. The um, obviously Everton are playing in Europe tonight, and 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 there was more. I think there was more people on my flight over tonight than the, than there is at Goodison um, for that game tonight. You know, and and uh, I know the three-three was a bit of a kick in the balls, but um, it could be worse. We could we could be following Everton and trying to record an Everton podcast. How, well, how dire would that be? Let's just just we we are recording live. The current score is Atlanta two, Everton one, and seventy-four minutes played. There you go. You're watching on the wrong channel. I had the fucking finish five-one to Atlanta. <laughs> oh my! My app is. Oh jeez. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sack that app off. It's not working properly yet. Okay. So, well, as so, I think we'll end there. And basically, you know, at least. What's Steve's prediction? Oh yeah, Steve. Prediction. Go. Um, my prediction, I'm the same boat. I'm actually going on Saturday as well. So, looking forward to it. Absolutely uh, you, terrified. Of, so, you're in the same boat as Ray. You could be banned from yeah. field after Saturday, the pair of you. Yeah. Well, I could well be, depending on how drunk I am. But, um, <laughs> absolutely terrified of watching Hazard because he is genuine, world class. He is unbelievable. Um, it depends on what way Chelsea come out. But, I will, they've had a trip to fucking Azerbaijan and a nine hour flight back. We should be fair, we should be fresher. I'd say 3 1 Liverpool. All right, okay. Um, I'm going to go 2 1 um, because there's no way we're not conceding. So, um, anyway, I think that's that's enough for tonight, lads. So, uh, thanks to Steve, Ray, and Gav. I've been James, and uh, thanks very much for listening. So uh, let's uh, let's hope for a win on Saturday. Thanks very much, everyone. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after sandy beach days. I got Kohl's cash too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.